Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning and welcome to the breakfast show. Let's talk about strawberries. I love strawberries and I've been eating them quite often. I'm sure it's in season. No, that's probably the reason why I'm eating them so often. But the last time I tasted really juicy and sweet strawberries was probably pre-COVID in Japan. Well, I really never knew that strawberries could be so juicy and sweet. And we have all tasted really sweet and juicy strawberries, mostly overseas, but the right weather conditions are so very important for them to grow that way. They usually thrive in temperatures between 5 to 15 degrees Celsius, making it tough to grow them all year round. But advancements in agricultural technology are pushing the boundaries. Imagine growing strawberries even in places with warmer climates like 20 to 26 degrees Celsius and even in our current global warming temperatures of above 30. It is like having a taste of summer all year round. A Singapore-based agri-tech startup that's been making waves in the agricultural industry, growing climate resilient crops, including strawberries, has made it possible to grow summer strawberries locally and has now successfully ventured into China. Today, we will hear from Bao Shengjie, founder and chief scientist of Singro, uh, about the breakthrough that they're making into the second largest economy in the world and what it means for food security as well as sustainability in Singapore and beyond. Welcome Welcome to the show, Shengjie. Good morning to you. Good morning. Okay, you have a PhD in molecular biology from the NUS. That's right. So how did you get started with this business? Yeah, so I uh, moved to Singapore for my mm-hmm. PhD study in 2013. And I realized actually, like you said, the strawberry we can get from the Singapore market mm-hmm. is not really comparable to what I used to have from Japan, mm-hmm. China and the US. So I further looked into the potential causes of this mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And I found that what I have been studying at the lab can actually offer alternative solution to solve this problem. So I started to specifically look into the strawberry study from 2015 as a side project of my PhD program. And after my graduation, I finally turned this into a real business. Mm. And congratulations on the breakthrough into China as well. Before we get to the main part, um, how did the idea for Singro initially conceive? Singro, the name stands for novel fresh fruits produced directly in Singapore. So we actually come up with the Mandarin name Xingguo first Ah. and then try to find a good translation of it. Okay. So what is the technology behind achieving this growth of strawberries in temperatures higher than the usual range? Yeah. So there are actually two main technologies applied, molecular breeding and precision farming. So Mm -hmm. we use the molecular breeding method to quickly select and develop novel crops that based on our own design. So this allows us to save a lot of time and resource to achieve this. And we also apply the precision farming because once you have a very good variety, you also need to design a farming program or protocol to grow them well. Given that we have been growing them at the Singapore temperature in the indoor controlled environment. So everything we know from the traditional farming doesn't apply. So we designed this program all by ourselves, which combines the AI, the data analytics, precision chemistry to tailor the nutrient recipe we give to the plants. So with this combination of a new variety and a new farming method, we have been able to grow these premium strawberries mm-hmm. in a more 
uh, room temperature setup in I Singapore. So, Jay, can you give us more um, maybe practical examples in terms of the differences between traditional farming of strawberries and what you're doing now? So, for example, in our uh, indoor controlled environment farm at mm-hmm. Singapore Science Park, mm-hmm. we only need to set the temperature in a range of 20 to 26 degrees mm-hmm. uh, along the day. And um, we precisely control the light recipe, mm-hmm. nutrient recipe, mm-hmm. and the different plant growth regulator and the fertilizer at different stages. It's not like a random program the traditional farmers gave to the plants and it's largely relied on the climate conditions at mm-hmm. their given uh, site. At our practice, everything is in a very precise controlled manner. We exactly know how much water and nutrient each plant needs at different stages mm-hmm. and we deliver such nutrient solution precisely to each of the plants. How do you ensure that all this go according to what you want? You know, if it's so controlled, how do you manage that? We have a set of uh, proprietary sensors. For example, we have a very unique volatile organic compound sensor. Mm-hmm. In layman term, it's oh. an e-nose that can smell the plants. So by smelling the plants, by understanding the chemicals released by the plants, we can understand the way they communicate and their growing status in real time and in such a non-invasive way. Okay, now, the biggest question for me <laughs> would be, what does it taste like? Is it very different from uh, you know, tra- you know, traditionally farmed uh, strawberries? What are the main distinctions between strawberries cultivated using this method and those grown through the traditional practices? Right. So actually, you know, in the market, there are two different types of strawberries. Mm-hmm. Those from Japan, China are called seasonal bearing strawberries. Mm-hmm. While most of the strawberries we can get from the supermarket are called ever-bearing strawberries. So based on our breeding program, we have always been delivering the seasonal bearing shawby. That means our shawby has a similar quality or profile as those you can get from Japan or China. Are they graded in any way? Well, in the fruit industry, we use a very common unit called BRICS, which is, stands for the sugar level of a fruit. Mm. So, for example, the premium strawberries you get from the Japanese supermarket, usually they have a BRICS level of around 12 to 16. While our Singapore-grown strawberries, we can easily maintain a BRICS level of around 14. Mm. So, it's at least on par with those premium Japanese strawberries. Mm. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Could you elaborate on the role of genetics and AI in the process of growing strawberries in Singapore? So, uh, like I shared earlier, uh, by understanding the genetics of the strawberry genome, we know what kind of genetic markers we need to look at. And we use such markers to guide our crossbreeding process. Mm-hmm. This saves us a lot of time. For example, for our first strawberries, it only cost me 3.5 years to develop. Mm-hmm. This is much faster than the traditional crossbreeding uh, practice from the market. Mm-hmm. And for the AI, like I shared earlier, we have a VOC sensor. We smell the plants, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of data generated through such process. Mm-hmm. So we apply the machine learning. We have our proprietary data analytics algorithm mm-hmm. to really determine the pattern. And we further apply this knowledge. So this can allow us to tell whether the plant is in healthy condition or whether it's under some stress condition. Things are really going well for you guys. And you've recently ventured into China successfully with a demo farm in Shangjiakou Correct. in Hebei in yes. May. Uh, it's a farm in Guangzhou. And yeah upcoming state-of-the-art facility in Shanghai and a harvesting launch in July in which two Chinese companies have confirmed their partnerships. Wow, share with us the entire experience there. Thank you for bringing this up. So, (laughs) 
Yes,、uh, you know China has the world's biggest strawberry production and consumption market. But 99% of China domestic production is only available in winter and spring season. So what we are doing in China is to launch the very first summer strawberry variety to address the off-season market in China. So we had our first demo farm in Zhangjiakou. It's a very traditional setup actually, because most of the current growers in China they are using traditional way to grow. So we want to use this simplest manner. To、mm-hmm. showcase of our variety, despite the historical high temperature this summer in northern part of China,、mm-hmm. we successfully harvest the very first batch of summer strawberries last month. And during our lunch event in Zhangjiakou, we、uh, we were able to secure、uh, seedling orders of more than one point one million pieces. Wow! Congratulations! Thanks. So I understand that you're also expanding production through the franchise model. Can you elaborate on that? So the franchise model、uh, is mainly applied in Southeast Asia and Middle East, where there are very few local strawberry production. So we come up with this idea to help interesting parties to easily start this new business, and we provide step-to-step service to them from providing the seedlings, teaching them how to grow, provide on-site tech support, farm design, and、uh, equipment. All the way till the very end, we offer the option for them to sell back their produce to us and help them to sell directly into Singapore market.、Mm. Besides strawberries,、uh, are you working on other crops or developing other crops using your agri-genomics technology? Yes, we currently have more than thirty novel crops available for commercialization, including eight different type of strawberries. Japonica rice. We have at least three、uh, nice. novel rice varieties ourselves. We also work on leafy vegetables, including lettuce, kale, chaising. We actually have a new chaising variety. Currently, we are test growing in China in Yunnan province. We're also working on other fruits and vegetables. And besides the variety itself, we provide several precision farming protocols for higher value crops like saffron and vanilla. We also have a new ongoing project, a small child in China for. Field crop production, including sugarcane and alfalfa grass. Wow, very impressive! What other plans do you have on the horizon? So I would say in Singapore we have two ongoing new projects.、Mm-hmm. The first one is an educational program and a master class at our showcase farm in Singapore. We want to use this way to create awareness and also to share our knowledge within the community. We want to develop a talent pool to better support our own business and also to. Pass knowledge to the younger generation, and the second a new project we are initiating now is so-called micro forest in Singapore. So this is a new idea. It's actually an idea adopted from the very famous Japanese scientist Dr.、Uh, Miyawaki to create dense, tiny forests with high biodiversity. This project can actually、uh, bring three advantages: research for biodiversity, local species conservation. And better CSR for carbon fixation. So we are now actually looking for like-minded partners to join this journey together with us to bring these benefits to the society. I see. I see. So you were talking about you know、um, going through the younger generation, making them more aware of your technology. I also heard that you've got birthday parties going to your to your business,、yes. your your farm, your tech farm. So tell us more about that. So that's also part of our educational tools、mm-hmm. at the farm. We want to through this way to make kids or young students、mm-hmm. are more interested in our business and the technology behind such innovations. So through this way, we want to make science and biology more interesting. 
All right. And that's how our colleague Sean Chong got to know about your business as well. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for sharing your journey and your plans with us. Bao Shengjie, founder and chief scientist of Singro. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.